0: and can't
1: maybe just wake me up until September ends or whatever that's when when
2: it does
3: that's a song I think it's when August uh, starts that's that's the rhyming lyric of, of the song
1: need more songs about September uh, there's another one <laughs> hold on I'm looking it up because I don't remember it's like cool in the gang see, oh it's earth, wind, and fire okay <laughs>
3: We'll, we'll work both of these songs into the intro and outro, therefore uh, looking like this is all on purpose and filling in any...
1: Oh, wow. There are lots of songs about September, apparently. Okay. I, I, I had no idea. I'm, I'm <laughs> just... I thought... Here I was struggling I'm to opening... like come up with no, yeah, one in or music two. Yeah, right. I'm
3: typing in music right now.
1: Yeah, yeah I, that's how I discover music. I type in the word music into Google, and then they're I like, like hey, check this out. I'm like, whoa. That's
3: how, I, that's how everyone does music discovery. Let's see.
1: That's how I do porn, too. Like, You want real uh, chaos. Yeah. Well, Dude, that's just how, type in porn into the Google search bar.
3: That's how uh, uh, Norris, uh, what's his name, of, uh, of uh, Dean Norris of Breaking Bad and, and Better Call Saul fame, his famous tweet from, what was that, 2013 or something? It's just sex gifts. was like gifts. sex gifts. <laughs> and he left it up for all time and has referred back to it several times now. Cause it's like legendarily embarrassing. Love it. Yeah, I'm seeing Earth, Wind, and Fire here. Definitely. A lot of a lot of artists. And then, of course, Green Day. So let me add that to my library. I won't forget about that. I'll make sure to borrow that later.
2: Um
1: there, there is legitimately a lot of songs about September. So, like, I don't know if there's this many songs about, like, I don't know, uh, February. Can't <laughs> be. I'm going to do an
3: immediate search. February. That sounds like a. Let's see.
1: I appreciate that you sound out all of the silent letters of February when <laughs> <laughs> typing it. Because
3: I, have I to do the same correctly. thing when I
1: type out <laughs> Skizzers
3: oh yeah there's no i can't uh i still said necessary i bet you right now i still couldn't spell even though we talked about that i still can't spell necessary um any S-S-E-s, nope wrong
1: <laughs> are there <laughs> any songs about necessary like
3: yeah i'll have to I'll have necessary, to
1: memorize secretary <laughs> yeah see now everyone knows i'm a fucking huge paul mccartney fan that's right what's up everyone
3: uh, what was that song accidental secretary
1: I don't know i don't, I don't remember what it's actually called hold on. this
3: is a a, a, a clip show sometimes hold or. on let
1: me find songs about secretaries yep.
3: <laughs> it's this one right here isn't it um wow it just you just you just type that in I'm just gonna have to type in Paul McCartney as well <laughs> I know that song because it's so distinctive. It's, uh, here we go, Temporary Secretary. Ah. And since we're on I just to say? Past, since s- s-
1: oh, I said February Secretary. Is that what I said? No, that's not what I said.
3: Temporary Secretary is the Paul McCartney song, which sounds a little bit like this.
1: Yeah, that's right. That should sick. <laughs>
3: and it goes on. Get to the chorus. Actually. I
1: hope he's not litig, litig, like really so happy.
2: <laughs>
1: wow.
3: I really made sure to get the entire. It's great. There you go.
1: The amazing
3: i uh it's
1: like it's like paul mccartney like like listened to too much craft work and just couldn't quite pull it off
3: he heard a genre of music and was like i want to make one song that does all of this at once
1: it was like the opposite of weird al right because like weird al would have like just like made craft work quit music right there's like that (laughs) famous quote right from like like they interviewed Devo after they were like hey what do you think of like Weird Al's like parody of you and they're like he did Devo better than we could have ever done Devo we are so ashamed of ourselves or something it was like Jerry Castle or one of them anyway yeah. they're they're all they're all wonderful
3: uh yeah i i know that they're like um they're a very uh they they post online right they they are prolific out there don't they like um one of them does. One of them is like an online poster guy. One of the Devo fellows.
1: Oh, I'll bet they are. Um, I'll bet they are. Maybe we could find out which one it is. Well, Jerry Castle is the one who had the 9/11 wedding cake, which is pretty badass.
3: Is he the main dude of Devo? Is he the main guy? If there was a main I guess guy, that would
1: be Mark Mothersbaugh, but like they're both pretty like <laughs> integral, oh, right? Okay
3: i i uh i know that there's... like can
1: you really have simon without garfunkel i mean i guess i suppose i guess i suppose you
3: could you could because there's a proof of that musically i suppose um let's see oh i have many things on my desk today did you see the thing that i sent you earlier about uh about nathan this
1: yes. Shirtless Nathan.
3: Shirtless Nathan on the cover of New York Magazine from July. I just happened to go through it because I was going through all these stacks and um, finding stuff. Well, let me see here. No, I
1: definitely I definitely felt a bunch of weird feelings for Shirtless Nathan, but I yeah, feel like that's always been the case. I
3: wonder if they talk about his show upcoming or if they're just talking to him. Let's find out together. Hold on. I'm looking right here into the... Uh, okay. We're reading a magazine together. So I also have a couple other stories here that I think are particularly fascinating. Oh, so this is actually, this is a lead up to the rehearsal and uh, it even has a picture of someone inside the magazine, reading the, uh, reading the magazine next to him with him on the cover, which I think is pretty great. Like shirtless.
1: That's beautiful. Um, I love the Ouroboros, the inception of reality, the reality within the reality
3: oh wow it's a real print piece here the comedian known for his often hilarious sometimes mean awful, always uncomfortable stunts in his new show The Rehearsal he's staging his grandest experiment yeah so I must go into breaking down it's a lot of what we already know combined with a profile um, but mostly I just found uh, the cover very interesting but it does go into here about uh, that show that he did with H. John Benjamin H., uh, John Benjamin has a van that was like his first writing gig I guess like in the comedy kind of world was like doing that um, and how to with John Wilson, which is a show I've actually had a tab open on this browser since we talked about, we did an episode about Nathan Fielder, which he's like produced, which sounds like kind of um, an idea that he capitalized on an idea that we kind of talked about once, which is just like if you gave us a crew and allowed us to go do a, a video on like how to get something done and fake it till you make it. Like that's what I guess that series is. Um, like it's like short episodes or something like that, but it's on HBO. Um, but I found uh, just thinking about Nathan again, made me think about all the different kinds of shows that could exist in the world um, like his, if other people were just willing to do it. And once again, uh, any uh, network person that's listening, Hey, we've been on TMZ once. So I mean, uh, what kind of, what yeah, else, no, what and you need?
1: We're breaking the mold. (laughs) Exactly. I mean, really and truly.
3: Truly, we're starting in, in, in new and fresh ways in the entertainment industry. Look at us. So, apart from that, I have this little bit. Uh, Kathy, are you familiar with the documentary filmmaker from Britain named Louis Thoreau of many great documentaries (gasps) on on fringe topics? Indeed.
1: Okay. Indeed.
3: He is, uh, for uh, listeners and viewers who don't know, he has made uh, documentaries alongside with the subject of the Westboro Baptist Church um, this uh, kind of lady who's famous in Las Vegas for like a gambling addiction and her like husband and stuff. Um, uh, what else? Uh, uh, you can you can kind of guess like people on 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 fringes of society that uh, takes sort of an external view. Imagine um, imagine in Natural Born Killers you have the Australian journalist coming in to look at America from the outside. That's very much the same approach that mm-hmm. Louis, uh, that uh, Louis Thoreau took. But what I'm really getting into about Louis Thoreau is this is a, a This is an issue of the New York Times from July, as I was going through my stacks, um, that I found talking about something that is now, once again, current. And uh, if you don't know, uh, now you know, as they say. Um, And if you've uh, been on TikTok, then perhaps you already know. The witty ditty with a jiggle. It's viral gold. This is by Stephen Krutz. This is from what is this, July?
1: I also wanna point out that June. I had not heard of that viral song dance combo. Okay. Until I until you until you brought this to my attention.
3: Okay. This is a uh, June twentieth, so I'm gonna go ahead and uh, I'm gonna bust this out. If you've been on TikTok, actually, you know what? Let me just go ahead and play the song for you, because it won't make a difference if I play the song now or later. If I just oh, type thank it in, you, thank you. If I just type it in. It'll, uh, I'm sure it'll come up. Uh, uh, actually, just a lot of porn came up on Twitter. So let me, let me just type it down on Google or YouTube. How about that?
1: Wait, what did you search that brought up porn?
3: Jiggle Jiggle, the name of the song. <laughs> yes.
1: Uh-huh. And here we were literally joking about how to Google porn, you know? Like.
3: <laughs> here, let's see. I think this is it.
1: I, I Googled porn by typing prawn with a zero.
3: Yeah, it's how you it's how you get there without anyone knowing. you remember any of the rap? Let's see if it money don't jiggle jiggle. It folds around like you wiggle wiggle for sure. Maybe on a driple dribble. You know, riding in my
0: fiat. You really have to see it. Six feet two in a compact, no slack. But luckily the seats go back. I got an act to relax in my mind. red, red
3: wine. I sit bruised from chalices holding my pancakes they've been so cranky socket supper paranoia rhymes I write him in the castle we tried to I dis- add that, that he's sitting on a stack of newspapers as cells. he does this rap tell you it's a treason that's the reason I'm reading <laughs> to time for the crime less majesty Louis
1: Thoreau got his start on Michael Moore's done. TV Nation he was a correspondent as was Janine Garofalo. wild did not know that.
3: I didn't know that
2: either. Money, I,
1: I probably kid. saw him when he was on that shit, but he, didn't know. Right? I didn't know. It was a baby.
3: I was a he, baby. He's a cousin of Justin Theroux, uh, who used to be married to Jennifer Aniston, right? Yeah. I'm sorry. Did you just say that to me while I was er, being blasted by this? <laughs> no,
1: no, no. Okay. no, no, no. No, no, I, no. I was, I was more interested in the Michael Moore connection. Yes,
3: please. Uh, um, that's interesting to me. I wasn't aware of that other that show that he did
1: tv nation yeah yeah so it was um uh it was uh like the daily show but it wasn't the daily show mm. yet because the, there was no such thing as the daily show yet i don't oh. think um co-funded. but it was michael moore's thing
3: co-funded originally and it was... broadcast on nbc interesting
1: mm-hmm. i remember these i remember like um they they weren't like skits exactly, right? They were like interviews and stuff, and wow, look at this. But but look they, they were kind yeah. of it was like weekend update, like Daily Show type of shit, you know? Because it was Michael Moore. He was basically just doing his fucking Roger and me shtick, going up to like execs, being like in right. his fucking hunting vest or whatever, like hey guy, like yeah, Roger <laughs> and me
3: um, was the success that prompted cool, interesting, oh fascinating i'm gonna look into some clips for that because i bet you it's kind of funny especially if louis theroux is number five on the starring list i mean that's he even had two seasons wow how about that i'm gonna leave that tab open
1: september songs what the fuck 60, 60
3: plus september songs <laughs> hey hey uh speaking of lists i actually have this open from last week now i have a perfect segue to get back into it <gasps> yes i'm gonna look please. at here's a list of i uh, we're at oldest.org I'm going to look at a list of 3 of Luke Bryan's siblings ranked oldest to youngest.
1: <laughs> See, I'm just, I I'm just looking looked at that up for... and while there are 60 plus songs about September, this website says there are only 14 songs about February. That's rude. That's uh, rude. There's Maybe it's cuz more people are born in September cuz everyone's fucking on January. That's exactly. September that. you go back yeah. to school. <laughs> That's exactly hmm, right. I wonder how many of these September songs were written by people with September birthdays. It sounds like something they do.
3: I'm now reading this list. I need to go back. What the fuck? Not read that Jesus. list. Siblings of Luke Bryan. because There's some tragic ends in there and not all of them are still with us. Oh, no. uh, oldest horses in the world. Here oh. it is. Here's a list of <laughs> 10 oldest horses in the world. Taff and Griff. 1982 to unknown. Last known information in 2016. Um, the Carmelo, they're from the Cromelo Veteran Horse Society. They were about 25 years old. As far as we know, uh, it was confirmed in 2016 they were alive for their 34th birthday. But we've had no update since. Hmm. Um, so 34
1: is like the oldest a horse lives?
3: T- 10. And now we're going to 9. Here's Chief, 1981 to 2018. He was 37. He lived in Georgia. That
1: okay, was- so this is on the low end of mm-hmm. oldest. Okay, we, got a, gotcha. we
3: got a Kentucky... Uh, Horse here, Prospect Point was his name, which is (laughs) a location for sure, but also apparently a horse. 38 years old, Kentucky. And then here's uh, Magic. He was uh, from 1969 to unknown, but, however, he was at least 46 years old in 2015. Wow. Okay. Then we have um, uh, Orchid. Uh, At least 49 or 50 years old, but sources differ, uh, from Brentwood, England. Um, so they're, they're probably making that up, you know, it's, it's not an American horse. We can't verify the veracity of the horse status. Here's Scribbles. Yeah, we, we
1: We're... can't trust foreigners with their horses. We
3: mean top 10 li- oldest Americans We know horses. the
1: way those Frenchmen lie.
3: Scribbles here, from 1958 to unknown, but was at least 51 years old in 2009. Uh, let's see, Scribbles.
1: Scribbles. What would you name your horse? I, I would, would not name my Scribbles. I would name my
3: horse Shane, S-H-A-Y-N-E, because then he would have lived from 1962 to 2013. He was 51 years old, confirmed. Um, um, I'll read uh, here a little bit about Badger, the number three horse, lived 51 years old from 1953 to 2004 uh, from Wales. And here it is, Sugar Puff, Number two, oldest ho- age reached 56, lived from 1951 to 2007 as a 56-year-old horse. And number one, wow. the world's oldest horse, Old Billy. He was 62 years old, and he lived in Lancashire, England. And I said it like that on purpose. Wow. I'll read a little bit of his story. Old Billy was considered the oldest horse to have ever lived in the world. He was born sometime in 1760 in Woolston lancashire england old billy was owned by mercy in Irwell navigation and spent his life working as a barge horse dragging barges on the canal from the shore billy surpassed the average horse's life expectancy and continued to work even as his back became bent due to his old age he became a local celebrity and an artist named w taylor painted a portrait of old billy to honor old billy his skull was sent to the Manchester Museum and his <laughs> taxidermied skin was stuffed and gifted to the Cecil Higgins Art Gallery and Bedford Museums. Did That's you know, up. did you know, Kathy? Both parts of old Billy's head are still on display today. His skull at the Manchester Museum and his <laughs> taxidermied skin at the Cecil Higgins Art Gallery and Bedford Museum. And, That's uh, fucked up.
1: <laughs> old Billy, I think you deserve better. I think you deserve like Closing an actual... Closing that tab with Gusto. Like
3: yeah you know, oldest wow. goldfish in the world will say for next week. Wow, um but uh, wow, we learned a little bit there, and yeah when i when I read both parts of his head, I just knew I had to keep reading that sentence because I knew it was all going. oh my goodness. To be both
1: but yeah, yes. both parts of his head. I'm not sure where those two parts get. Like, did they like split them down the middle? I'm scared to ask. Actually, yeah. I don't did, know they why. Just, did they just
3: take the skull and like slip it out of the skin, and they send one to one museum and one to the other? I, I don't want. Maybe know. like
1: it. May, maybe like it broke the way like in you know like when when uh, Mel Brooks has these 15 commandments, and then he drops one of the tablets, and he's like, these 10 commandments. <laughs> That's a thinking... history of the world. I don't know if you I don't know if our listeners or if you have ever heard, watched, watched this movie. As I, M- my heard European me quote history
3: it. teacher had us watch all of the Mel Brooks history comedies. Uh, oh I my god! So I don't remember easy. it all specifically, but I remember a lot of the good stuff. I do remember. Yeah, that.
1: no, there's, uh, there's only the one, and at the end they make jokes about the future ones, but they never like happen as oh. far as I know. Okay. But um, definitely alive. rewatch yeah. it. It's pretty amazing. I don't think you could make it these days.
3: Ah, one of those classics. Like a Blazing Saddles type uh, type situation. Yeah, you there. couldn't oh, make that these days. Because <laughs>
1: Gene Wilder's dead, you know? Ah, that's one Of course. Of course. That's, that sucks. I'm sad now. Okay.
3: So I'm going to pick you up by explaining this little song to you. Just, just a little bit for our internet friends here. Four or five times a week these days, some old friend will contact Louis Thoreau and tell him, My daughter keeps going around the house singing your rap, or my wife was exercising to your rap in her Pilates class. Passing by a primary school, Mr. Thoreau has the feeling he is being watched, a sense confirmed when he hears a kid call out behind him, My money don't jiggle jiggle. His agent has been fielding dozens of requests for personal appearances and invitations to perform. Mr. Thoreau, a 52-year-old British-American documentary filmmaker with a bookish, somewhat anxious demeanor, has turned them all down, (laughs) not least because, as he put it in a video interview from his London home, I am not trying to make it as a rapper. (laughs) But in a way, he already has. Mr. Thoreau is the man behind Jiggle Jiggle, a sensation on TikTok and YouTube where it has been streamed hundreds of millions of times. He delivers the rap in an understated voice that bears traces of his Oxford education, giving an amusing lilt to the lines, my money don't jiggle jiggle, it folds. I like to see you wiggle wiggle, for sure. For Mr. Thoreau, a son of American author Paul Thoreau and cousin of actor Justin Thoreau, the whole episode has been odd and a little unsettling. I'm pleased that people are enjoying the rap, he said, at the same time, there's a part of me that has a degree of mixed feelings. It's a bittersweet thing to experience a breakthrough moment of virality through something that, on the face of it, seems so disposable and so out of keeping with what I actually do in my work. But there we are. It goes on from there, adding some color to the situation, but that's pretty much his perspective, and I just, uh, I find it really funny, and um, the reason that I bring it up today is because just a few days ago, they added an emote in Fortnite that is a, the TikTok dance that goes along with the, uh, the meme, and uh, it goes on loop. And uh, every time I win now, I just want to use it. And uh, so it's gone full circle, and I wonder if he's getting compensated for his uh, improvisational rap that he did. Probably not. But it's probably all, not, right? His voice is right? in Fortnite now forever and millions of plays, so probably not get compensated. But there you go. That's how the TikTok economy works. You get uh, fame and you don't get paid.
1: <clears throat> okay, so the, the, this is my my worry.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Not, it, my worry isn't whether or not I would get paid for such a silly thing. Yes, I mean, it's sure. It's preposterous. You so know, silly. it's silly. Yeah,
2: yeah,
1: exactly. I feel like the real loss here is, or or whatever, is that there's no way you could ever live a normal life again, right? Yep. Like, listen to to what 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 Louis Thoreau just described. That people are always texting him, going, oh, "Like we just saw a TikTok," but that like that must happen all the time, right now. Yeah. Like right now, right now, someone probably texted him, like, "Hey, you're in Fortnite," and that though times like five thousand. Yeah. And like in his mentions, like his family, like the dude at the corner market. Anyone in his family younger him. than
3: him is now going to be, be oh. like, oh,
1: my uncle's in Fortnite oh. or
3: something. Yeah. Oh,
1: my God. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't think I'd want that. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. I, I feel like. Um...
3: <laughs> he's already a successful documentary producer and director. So again, starring in them. So he's good. He's, he's got his own world going on. He's fine. isn't
1: sure but like you know like 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 okay let let me put it to you like this right I I I take a tremendous amount of joy uh, dare I say even pride in my work pride feels a little not not right but like I you know I, I feel like I've really dedicated myself to to my work and those kinds of things and I just know that like when I finally shuffle off this mortal coil, I want my friends and family and folks to be like, "Oh, like, you know, she she gave of herself. She was dedicated to the movement. She you know, tireless. to depend on her. Or whatever. All me, you know, all of these wonderful things." And I hope they say that, right? I mean, mm-hmm. I hope they're not that. I'll say stupid.
3: that, Kathy, whether it's right or wrong,
1: <laughs> well, my thanks. job as
3: your podcasting partner.
1: I'm just saying that, like. If 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 you had to give a eulogy and you were like, Yeah, I texted her all the time to let her know that I saw her in Fortnite I'd be like, Fuck
3: May I remember that meme f- ten years ago when Reality Issues had their 578th episode? When like that one funny thing happened that everyone forgot about, but then two years later someone made a clip of, and that ended up as a TikTok meme, and then that ended up in a Fortnite, and that ended up in whatever is popular 30 years from yeah, now. Yeah, could you imagine? And that's no, what I they probably, remember oh us. God, for. That's no. what they remember us for. Nothing else. But they're like uh, someone a little rap that we do. In the middle of I, yeah episode. Yep.
1: i don't want to be remembered for what is essentially a throwaway joke right if, if we go through the
3: effort of interviewing something equivalent to the Westboro baptist church i sincerely hope that we're remembered for something like that and not like a tiktok meme but who knows anything can happen
1: <laughs> yeah jesus wow anyway
3: yeah um anyway
1: so that's, that's I mean, right. you know, like, right. like, like, I mean, I, you know, maybe they'll remember us for our TMZ appearance and maybe that'll be worth it too, but um, I don't know. Hey, <laughs> if
3: we have more opportunities to do more TMZ appearances in the future, which it seems like we may, then I would love to talk about any future funny topics that we can get our teeth into. Cause I was just getting started there. And if I knew I had as much time as I did, I would have phrased things slightly different. I would have really nailed. It. I thought I had 15 seconds and I really got about 25. Um, that's called uh, rehearsing, as Nathan Fielder <laughs> told us. So let me tell you a little bit about this. This is kind of exciting for local people here. The U-Pick Farm has, uh, nears its 100th birthday after a close call. I'm just going to read you the first couple paragraphs here. With no Costco or other deal coming together yet, South County's U-Pick Farm has a new lease and might reach its 100th birthday after all at the Gladiolus Drive and Winkler Road. We are definitely opening, said Sidney Blinn, who is now a co-manager with Steve Matson. We did have a problem, and we thought we were going to get thrown off the property, but it just wasn't to happen. Uh, the potential sale of about 55 acres at 8751 Gladiolus Drive, uh, COVID-19, along with other health hurdles, uh, hit some staff, including the site's longtime operator. Last year was the year for, from hell for us, and that's how I got so deeply involved It with the business and how I helped Sandy with his books. Uh, I was a bookkeeper by trade, said Blinn, uh, who was first hired in 1998. Okay. Um, anyway, uh, a place that I spent much time at as a kid and anyone who grew up here in this area uh, went to this You Pick place, which is basically a place that plants... Uh, any kind of fruit and produce that grows in Florida naturally, uh, but mostly like strawberries and stuff like that. And so it's okay. like a good child activity. If you have kids, you have them come as a collective and run through the strawberry fields and fill buckets. And, you know, even a child like looks at a small bucket like this full of strawberries and they're like, oh my God, holy shit. So like that, that works for sure. Um, and I ended up there, you know, a- any adult around here is going to take you at some point if you're in single digits as a child to the you pick and i'm glad that it gets to continue to exist due to basically someone in being like hey your books are insane and if we just clean this up you actually are running a profitable business that's what the story basically worked out to say so yeah how about that that was my local story of the week um i went through a giant stack of newspapers and i have a million stories over there but i'm gonna save them for next week and um uh In great
1: local news, you'll never believe what I did this week. Yes. What's that? I went to the New Mexico State Fair.
3: (sighs) Really? Oh, that's right. You did. And so, Kathy, uh, tell me about that. Tell me about uh green Chile uh cheese curds.
1: Um, exactly what you expect them to be. Um, like, okay, so here's the other thing I want to point out. Like Mm -hmm. the the stand that was selling cheese curds was also selling green chili cheese curds. And you know what the difference in price was?
2: Hmm.
1: Nothing. They well, were exactly the same price. And yet, like if I were in Minnesota, if I were in Minnesota and I had like a bucket of cheese curds or a little tray or whatever, and then I put chili green chili upon them or in them, just kind of more accurate. Cause there's like little chunks in there. Um, that's value added you charge more yes
3: absolutely so i was
1: very confused i was very confused
3: um Um, you know something else i noticed that at balloon fiesta uh the bacon and regular uh breakfast burritos are were the same price there too which i only just assume they threw a little more of whatever the rest of the stuff in them uh but yeah the bacon's like why not charge more i don't know i
1: don't know but um fair enough and um Thank you, Stolf. All I know is that um, let me see. What did I have? Um, I had ribbon fries. Hell yeah! I had, I I had a corn. Had to have a corn. I had cotton candy and yes. a snow cone.
3: Oh, I love that.
1: We yeah. had a Navajo taco. Yeah.
2: Oh. We, yes.
1: What else? What else did we eat? I think that's about it. Oh, uh, we got a variety of beers. They were, eh, they were, yeah. were mid, honestly. Um, but it it was uh a mere fraction of course the size of the minnesota state fair Mm -hmm. and um i gotta say having gone to like both of the like craft and shit area i gotta say like new mexico's really got to step up its game you know but you know i feel like they're just completely different leagues i mean how how could i yeah how, how could i possibly compare right um that said um you know what we did have that Minnesota did not? What's that? A cannabis tent?
3: I love that. And how that what did that what was uh what was it like? What tell me about this?
1: So, it was not unfortunately a variety okay. of goodies and snacks okay. and dispensaries of that sort. That would have been awesome. Um, but it was like all of the like alt medicines, like the salves and the like, you put this on your muscle and shit, right? Like, mm-hmm. I feel like it's like dipping a toe into it and trying to be like, hey, it's just like Tiger Balm. Okay. You know? And then there were like, 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 uh, like, like uh, stalls for dispensaries that were essentially like, kind of talking about their services they Mm -hmm. weren't exactly i mean i I imagine maybe for a variety of reasons they just didn't allow like them to like really set up shop or whatever um which is odd because there were beer gardens but it was it was way much more like front and center right like it was pretty unapologetic even if it was still kind of moderated
3: do the restaurants permit public um consumption no uh no i mean no in quotes
2: yeah
1: yeah but i mean i i will just say that people i know are i don't know just they're, they're, let me just say there aren't enough cops on the street people right? i
3: know are i don't <laughs> know as well kathy <laughs> i know exactly what you mean people i know so, uh, right before the episode, I watched uh, Season 6, Episode 2 of The X-Files, Drive, which uh, features Brian ah. Caston. <gasps> oh, it's such it. a good one. I documented it on Twitter earlier, and I watched the episode after that, uh, which is the one where uh, it's, it's called Triangle. It's the episode where um, Mulder is on the, like, the ghost ship, basically, that like goes to World War II. I love that one. And then right after that one is Dreamland Part 1. So, I watched Dreamland Part 1 which is awesome and then that shows so the good. that shows the Vince Gilligan um, Michael uh, Michael McKean connection as well and the Brian Cranston mm-hmm. uh, connection mm-hmm. and then you get um, part two which starts where uh, Michael McKean's doing the intro and you get to see like the inside of Mulder's apartment and everything and he gets the bed with the mirror in on it and oh, I love that it's great so I just got to the part where Scully like arrests him and tries to figure out what's happening mm-hmm. um, so I'm still in part so two. Good. love it though it's such a it was, oh I forgot how it was a very, it was a perfect episode, the whole thing. And I love how uh, when he, when Mulder is the man in black, he goes into his, uh, uh, Morris, what's his name? Fletcher Morris. Yeah. He goes into yeah. his closet and all, all his clothes are just MIB suits. It was <laughs> perfect. So good. Oh, man. Uh, the most
1: them. perfect show continues to be one of the most perfect shows for sure
3: <laughs> yeah and even the, even the episode drive which was about basically the harp program giving or something mm-hmm. exactly like the Harp program giving a guy Brian Cranston a brain issue that at the the start of it essentially really it, bad tinnitus right yeah a, a deadly tinnitus that had to keep him going west a um, mm-hmm. great episode though really really loved that. Love their bonding. Love the the ending. You know, it, it was. It was it, I mean, that's it. It's it's an X Files. That ending wasn't made it an X Files episode for sure. And uh, and uh, I guess that's how Brian. So got that his is. Have been skill again.
1: That is also, I think, the second time, or rather. That prompts me to bring up an incident for a second time on this podcast, which Mm is um, you and I have talked about this. It's one of the most disturbing things I've ever seen. It was uh, the time that on an L.A. freeway, a guy uh, killed himself in view of the helicopter cameras. Um, And... It, so it, it it's kind of alluded to at the end of that X Files episode, right? Because um, no spoilers, I guess, yeah. right? But like, if you haven't fucking seen the X Files by now, I don't yeah. I don't know. Say, you've had twenty five years, here, yeah. right? You've had twenty five years. Go watch it now and then hit pause right now. Yeah. It, okay. Welcome back. Thank okay, you for so watching. Seen all Drive now. Nine yeah.
3: seasons. Yeah, you watched season yeah, two. Right. Uh, so,
1: so you, you just watched it welcome back right, thank so. you
3: didn't wasn't brian cranson uh, great yeah exactly.
1: yeah wasn't he great was because of course he died at the end yeah, right? right and so um because he had this like weird fucking tinnitus
2: yeah
1: um he had to keep going west and he had to keep going faster it was something about the ear and the balance of it and so when he fails to do so um essentially his ear canal bursts and it looks like a gunshot right and that's even how we start this story is they're investigating this wound like is it a shot like how did this happen right Um, but um, at the very end we see kind of the 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 like or I think it's at the beginning. I'm not totally sure when they show it, but it's like you see a news copter hovering, like following the car chase of Brian Cranston in yes. the car with Mulder, and they're like, "Oh, the FBI agent's driving. We can see the guy in the back. Like, what's going on? We're Channel Seven live in the air."
3: Yeah, it's. It's really crazy. That's at the beginning. It's really, really intense. And the way that they shoot it, it's definitely Brian Cranston driving the car because you can see his face mm. and everything. And you can see, like, mm. uh, it, it starts out with him, his wife's in the back seat, and she dies, and that's when the episode kicks off because then Mulder, he, he goes to prison for, like, five mm-hmm. seconds, and Mulder's in town. It's like, holy shit, this looks like an X-File and rolls into town. And, of course, they yeah. meet up, and he's chasing him. And then he points a gun at him, and then they're in the car together, and Mulder's on a cross-country road trip. Um, Mm -hmm. and then puts two and two together basically without the help even of the lone gunman all by himself and uh, without really even any the help of anyone because the Brian Cranston throws a cell phone out the window as soon as uh, so he can't like talk to Scully like normally on like the phone. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, great episode, wonderful episode uh, written with the intensity beyond I think even like an X-Files episode typically has and then at the end, it really felt impactful, and then of course the next episode is like a joke, funny episode. So mm-hmm. um, that show really Real palate cleanser. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, you, you get to see uh, Mulder fist fight with Nazis, and CGB Spender and Skinner are one of the Nazis. But at the end, you figure out yeah. that Skinner is not actually just a Nazi; he's actually undercover OSS agent in with the Nazis, and that deep, deep
1: underground. Yeah,
3: and that, uh, deep, deep it, yeah. Yeah. And that uh, it's a Wizard of Oz episode, realistically, mm-hmm. but you don't know if it happened or not so
1: <laughs> yeah that bermuda triangle episode too i seem to remember reading something that it also had like oh, it was like basically a bunch of continuous one take dolly shots too
3: yes there's a lot of uh there's a lot of like going down uh, hallways and stuff um there's yeah there's a behind the scenes maybe on the dvds for it there's like a sp- mm-hmm. thing about that episode in specific Mm-hmm. Um, it's an awesome episode, though, and it's the last season. Yeah, has look Mulder at us fucking nerding character. out. Yeah, last season so with Mulder well. the main character. So
1: until um, until you watch uh, Californication, or the <laughs> reboot.
3: I guess the reboot he was the main character in that in those oh, too. Right. So um, or whatever. That, I never watched any of those. Have you? Have you ever watched uh, any of the eh, the, 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 sequ- the sequels? Eh. No. Okay.
1: I mean, I think I did, and it was just, like, really forgettable. Okay. I mean, except for the fact that, like, Jillian Anderson is hot. Like, you know, she's hot. What, what are we supposed you to say You can watch about
3: Hannibal that? for more on that subject, if you like. You know. the, the show I Hannibal, mean, I might. She is incredible in that, <laughs> might I say. Um, there was one thing that I noticed in um, the episode that uh, reminded – that was referenced New Mexico – And it was uh, Mulder referencing, well, two things. One, it was Brian Cranston's character going full Q mode, which I forgot, which he, like, accuses Mulder of being part of, like, the Jew, Jew, as he says, the Jew conspiracy. And Mulder, like, has a good, like, retort for that. And then later, his character apologizes for even saying that, because he's, like, trying to save his life. Mm -hmm. Uh, But Mm -hmm. in the middle, when he's arguing with this guy, he mentions um, the Taos hum, Mulder. Mm He mentions the Taos hum. And I'm not sure what the Taos hum is, however... I remember reading posters when I was in Santa Fe, all over the place, that said, people and someone was putting them up. They would be on, attached to like you know um, electric poles or whatever, and they'd say like the the electrical noise is like destroying our town. And it was talked about. It may it was like a nonsense thing, it, you know. To me, I didn't even understand what it was trying to say. It was obviously referencing something in depth that it should have explained, but you know, it's a letter on a pole, so. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I've seen a couple of different things. Um, People thought that I'm trying. Were... I'm I'm trying to find like one that like like kind of back up, backs up what I've heard. Okay. But of course, a lot of what's coming up is this like urban legend. Mm-hmm. Like it's Slender Man,
3: right? Well, I'm gonna write this down though. I'll look what
1: I've it. heard, and mm-hmm. I want to I want to see if I can eventually dig up like a reputable thing. Okay. Is that um. Uh, the hum was real Like it, it was real And yeah. so it was like you could hear Like some kind of a frequency Right but like I think it's like one of these squeaks That happens like I mean There's this weird thing that happens in my shower Okay,
2: mm-hmm.
1: okay. That when the hot water is coming in Through the pipes through the top pipe mm-hmm. For whatever reason The exact frequency at which it spits Out of the fucking nozzle thing Makes it go like e and then it eventually stops and I don't really know what that is and I feel like it's like just some weird reverberation just some weird tuning fork thing Right yeah, under
3: the earth, with the, between rocks touching each other and grinding, and yeah yeah yeah,
1: but but it's because that thing is happening, right, water is rushing out like whatever, like yeah. it's probably like the it's probably it's probably like the handle or something is squeaking, yeah. it's like rusty, probably right it's it's not like yeah. just like the earth doing it, right, and so like I think that's what the tao's hum was was that it was like. No, it was like a restaurant. It was like their ice machine or their fridge or their fucking deep fryer or some shit. But it was just in the right place and just such a way at the bottom of a parabolic-shaped mesa or something. That it d- made just, the whole area... Just... Yeah. And you'd hear this stupid... like, And I don't know if that's actually true. I well, mean, there's a Wikipedia on the hum, but...
3: That's ominous. That's very ominous, just the hum. Is this like... Like, uh, is the Taos Hum, like, Havana Syndrome, but for the people who worked at the lab or something? Like?
1: No, because, cause like, I don't, because I, cause I think it's probably just, like, yeah, like, like, it might even just be... I don't know. There's somebody who's, like, playing, like, the French horn out there or something, you know? Like, I don't know if it's, like, consistent, but... We'll,
3: we'll have to find the X-Files writer. We'll have to find Vince Gilligan, since he was part of that <gasps> there episode. Was... We'll have to ask him about
1: that. There was an Unsolved Mysteries episode about it.
3: Oh, okay. Oh, of course, Mulder's watching Unsolved Mysteries. I'm sure he watched every episode. No, of
1: course. Okay, so they mentioned, um... The Taos Hum. Mm -hmm. You said there was another New Mexico refi. Uh,
3: That that was the one. The Taos Hum Mm. was the one. Mm -hmm. And also, it looked like it was filmed in New Mexico, but I think it was probably filmed in California. Um, Because I don't know if we
2: filmed. No, it
1: was probably just filmed like just like in I don't know, Reseda. It was set in Nevada. (laughs) Right. Yeah. So I don't know.
3: um so it's just
1: one of the universal backlots really yes Uh, or whatever
3: it's one of those like uh film ranches or something a back road on a film Mm -hmm. um yeah the spawn
1: movie ranch
3: (laughs) yeah exactly that's what
1: i'll bet that's what happens to bonanza creek i mean i hope they survive but like you know they're always gonna just mm -hmm, are they trying to
3: there they're on the on so when was the last time they had a movie film there
1: I have no idea. I hope. I mean, I hope it's been okay, but like, I don't know.
3: Young Guns Two. I know that was filmed there. Young Guns Two, and uh, so Emilio Estevez has been on those grounds, those hallowed grounds, and um, that's the only one that comes to mind immediately, just because I looked that up and remembered. Oh,
1: which reminds me, um, I uh, so I I've been kind of busy thinking about work because I'm going to go to Memphis this weekend. So I've been. I'm very, that, that'll that be for pleasure as opposed to the last couple of trips, which have been for work. Right. Cool. Uh, but because I'm going to be leaving town for a bit, I've been kind of focused on work. So I haven't been watching too much TV or anything, but um, I've been watching as I do when I'm working, I, I put on like kind of generic true crime while I'm working and I've been watching a lot of 2020. And one of the uh, episodes that came on was, um, an episode about Gillane Maxwell, except it came out in... Hold on, let me see if I can pull up the um, uh, the year that it came out. Uh, it says... Uh, why doesn't it give full in? Uh, No, it doesn't have the year. Rude. Uh,
3: let me you continue looking that up. Really quickly, I'm going to tell a story. Like
1: last year. Oh. So, like, yeah. 21... It, but when i was watching the episode she hadn't been like convicted yet she was oh. like in jail like awaiting trial mm-hmm. and this 2020 episode um of a- on abc uh like like it was like for the first time gillaine's brother speaks out and is like no she didn't do anything she's just a scapegoat because jeffrey's dead and this wouldn't be happening if Jeffrey was dead or was alive. And I was like, I don't know. I feel like it'd be happening anyway. Oh,
3: yeah. <laughs> like, definitely. And it's still happening now. I guarantee that organization didn't go anywhere. It, he just dropped out of it, and someone who was part of that world just stepped right in, took over. Someone in that book. Someone in that book. Uh, maybe it's uh, any of those people in that book. I won't. Uh, never mind. I can't, I can't just God. Uh, that fucking book. Can't just say the the you know guy from. Uh, anything
1: (laughs) but but i'm always reminded that you know he had a ranch out here right and that like this is one of the places where he was alleged to have actually have held people um and and it just just the very idea of it is incredibly fucking and that site santa fe is
3: like linked in with his art contacts out here and that site remains like basically silent on any of that no not the
1: not the art not the art institute it's um SFI, the San, uh, the Santa Fe Institute. Mm. So, site Santa Fe is the Modern Art Museum. As okay. far as I know, they they um, unless there happens to be somebody co- you know one of their donors is on there, I okay. wouldn't know. But okay. Okay. I just want to be clear, you know, okay. don't want to get sued by uh, the any. The only of them. reason I said site is because I
3: thought when the lady who I can't remember the first time I heard her name, she's the one who was in the Filthy Rich as well. She's the one who talked to like truanon like right when they started uh oh i don't know farmer and farmer is her last name her sister talked to truanon actually that's what it was oh well let me see hold on she said she said a place in santa fe and i believe if i'm not incorrect on that podcast said site or at somewhere it was said that site was the place that the art exchange happened at um, that's the only reason I said that specifically is because I actually thought I heard that place. Um, but maybe I'm wrong. I'm willing to admit that I'm wrong on that one for sure.
1: Let's see. Ah, oh, I cannot find. Well, I'll see if I can find it, but okay. I had a thread where I had a list of all of the entries for. Oh, here it is. Cause
3: site did exist back in 1994.
1: Mm-hmm. Ah, here it is. Here I'm gonna share with you. I'll DM you my Epstein Black Book dive into its Santa Fe connections. Okay. Fascinating. Thank you.
3: Not to mention, of course, uh, for for anyone who doesn't know, one of the biggest New Mexico connections would be our previous or uh Previous governor uh, and presidential candidate.
1: uh, Mm -hmm. What's his name again? Uh, Richardson. (laughs) Bill Richardson. Richardson. Bill
3: Richardson. That's right.
1: Bruce King and Bill Richardson are both in there. Mm -hmm. It is Bruce King who kind of brokered his acquisition, not just of Zorro Ranch, but of a bunch of land leases around the ranch, ostensibly for grazing rights.
3: But uh, we know it's isolation, <laughs> keeping those other neighbors far, far away. Um, so, yeah, yeah, I, I, that, all that stuff, we should definitely dive into that. We could spend a whole episode, honestly, talking about that
2: uh-huh. stuff.
3: You know, and honestly, because I think that there's connections. There's a, probably a lot of connections in the area that have just gone um underreported because it was so long ago that you know not not a lot of the people still working at places would be able to still give info but uh-huh. let's be honest he was probably involved at every big art institution in the area and that does include the opera and though, uh-huh. it, though it goes unmessaged from them ever i guarantee that he was once a donor and it is now erased from lists
2: uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um,
3: but if someone was so inclined I do know that software does exist in the nonprofit world to look up the records of people who donated in the past to all organizations, and you don't have to be a member of any organization to find out which organization that they donated to. Um, the names of such pieces of software, those people would know, but you can use those to look up how much people have donated in the past to things, and that would be an interesting little dive because uh, unless they deleted his records from the, which is possible because of I doubt legal it. scenarios, but it would be you could look it up. Because you can look up, I mean, me on there. You can look up anyone. It's really crazy what you can find in those uh, Wealth Engines. Or Wealth Engine is one of them. But, I mean, basically, they're just looking up uh, how to create donors, essentially. Fascinating piece of software. Should be worth way more than it is, considering how, how well it works from what I know. Um, so, uh, podcasting recently had a big W. Um, oh, yes. Kathy, it recently got someone out of jail the serial podcast finally had its day in court um essentially uh many years later back in 2014 for anyone who's not familiar anyone who was uh not all on the internet in 2014 there was a gigantic podcast called serial mm-hmm. not to recap it too quickly but a um a, a high schooler uh by the name of adnan syed who's recently freed um, was accused of murdering a, uh, another classmate, uh, Hey Min Lee. And uh, she um, was perhaps served quite a disjustice or an injustice or whatever that were, an injustice, I suppose, um, by having perhaps having law enforcement send away the wrong person for her murder. Now, this mm-hmm. uh, re- his release from prison is, I believe... Um, contingent on some further legal action their decision to whether or not do another like a third trial because he already had a second he was in prison after a second trial as well Um, the whole thing rings of making a murderer really the whole Mm -hmm. thing is like uh Mm -hmm. weird bad weird bad old cell phone records um like location-based stuff that's really how they pinned him down it's the same thing for making a murder i'm surprised when i was watching making a murder only like a year or two after this, and didn't, none of them didn't make any of those connections. Um, but if you've seen Making a Murder, you've basically heard the story. He got pinned up for something that the police were like, you know, sure enough at the time that they, it seemed, it, his defense would say this. He was pinned up for something that the police decided that he did, and they were decided very early on that he did it no matter what. Whether he did it or not, they pursued the case as if he did it 100%. And um, all the evidence shows that, the way they collected evidence and the lack of uh, the fact that they only have like one witness who kind of sort of said (laughs) that he sort of did it. Like there's nothing really there to. Anyway, the court system today has figured that all out, at least in retrospect. And 20 something years later, um, the crime happened in 1999, uh, I believe Uh, he is now. Free for at least thirty days until they decide to do something mm-hmm. else with him. But my guess is, if the justice system has taught me anything, that is that he will probably be back in jail in however many days from thirty days that he has been out,
2: mm-hmm. uh,
3: pending something else. Now, maybe he gets out of jail after that. But my guarantee is that he'll probably be back
1: in jail. If I think they're else. gonna get him out. Like okay. uh, ultimately, you think I they'll,
3: w- they'll get him free?
1: Yeah. Uh, the uh, so I I went and listened to the uh, latest installment of the podcast. Oh um,
3: did they had a did they add an emergency sode for okay. yeah
1: essentially and it, it was a short one i mean i say it's a short one i mean i i don't really remember how long the other ones were because it was i mean they haven't had an episode in years now like it's not like hmm. uh the, they haven't yeah. like kept it up right so like it was just like a story that essentially went cold some time ago he's been in prison for like nearly like 20 years 19 years i think it's something like that it's like nearly 20 it's like basically 20 yeah um
3: and he got sentenced and, to life plus 30 so
1: mm-hmm. um and uh so the the podcaster folks like they they made a they made an episode and if you go to the serial episode uh website right now it says like hey uh there's a podcast meant to be listened to from the beginning. So if like, this is your first time here, start at the beginning. Um, but, uh, I mean, I, I remember listening to it and, and also there was a show on it, like on Netflix as well. I think at some yes. point, some time ago, right. Made, uh, made with the
3: cooperation of his defense attorney. Yeah.
1: hmm. Um, and, uh, so I remember watching that too. um, so I was like, "Yeah, I'll listen." Uh, like I'm up to date on everything that these people have been saying, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, they they basically kind of deep dived into what has happened. And basically, long story short, that there was this um there was this law that passed in in that area, Massachusetts, I guess. Okay. Um, that um any anybody convicted as a minor, um, but who had also spent twenty or some amount 15 years in prison at that point that there was like some num- number put on it was eligible to have their case reviewed. And so he submitted it and the review person was like, Hey, all, everything in here smells fishy. And so it was the, the prosecutor, the new prosecutor who was like brand new to the game, apparently was like, Oh, oh blah, 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 blah. Here's everything that's wrong with it. Um, the podcaster says the thing is is that this is like information that anybody who's been kind of paying attention for even a split second has yeah. had access to
3: um I mean they were making jokes about serial on s n l like it hit it hit broad right? it hit broad like audience. yeah
1: like just broad awareness and uh it was i think one of these uh pieces of media that I think also really started to shine a light on mass incarceration and like the corruption of police and like their shoddy tactics and, you know, all of those things. And like the criminalization of children, right? Like it it, like was all of these things all at once at at this like right time. I feel like it really kind of crystallized a lot of um, things for folks who maybe hadn't really thought of that shit before right like because i remember being like yeah of course the justice system is a piece of shit but for a lot of people that was like kind of like a new epiphany and i you know welcome glad you know i mean i'm you know i'm not mad that you're late to the party glad you're here right like um but i feel like in that sense it was one of those because everything else has been copaganda i mean i say this as i've been watching 2020 and like all of this true crime bullshit like cops are always the good people right like yeah uh, and then uvalde (laughs) yeah exactly i was just uh, and then this
3: i was just revisiting all those stories as i was going through my stack which had papers basically from here to june and you uh, have
1: football uh, heroes embezzling from welfare recipients in one of the poorest states in the nation like what the fuck is happening tell me
3: about this one what's what's that i didn't hear about that
1: oh um i don't know how to pronounce his name brett favre (laughs)
3: Oh, you mean I'm about, obviously exaggerating. Uh, something my about eye. Mary Fame, yes.
1: Um, I believe his name is actually pronounced Brett Favre, but that doesn't make sense to me because the V and the R are the other way around. So I prefer to simply say Brett Favre. Um,
3: maybe I'll decide to say it that way too after I hear a little bit about this.
1: Um, let me. Okay, so I just. Uh, Uh, oh, Brett Favre allegations in Mississippi welfare scandal get uglier five days ago from MSNBC. Not exactly the group to be sensationalist exactly okay. in that way. right? It's not TMZ. No offense, TMZ. You That's know we true. love you.
3: Yeah. Um, it's says tabloid on the Wikipedia page. We understand that.
1: Dated September 15th, I only heard, like, the, when it first hit the news. I haven't really kept up. Hall of Fame quarterback Brett Favre's reputation has already been tarnished by scandals involving text messages. In one, you may remember, he settled out of court with two massage therapists back in 2013 after they had accused him of sending inappropriate and unsolicited sexual text messages to them while he played for the New York Jets back in 2008. His lawyers denied the allegations throughout the entire ordeal. He was also investigated by the NFL over invest, uh, over allegations that he had sent inappropriate photos to a Jets TV host. The league ultimately said it could not conclude that he had violated the NFL's conduct policies, but fined him $50,000 for failing to cooperate with the investigation. So got- now it looks like his phone behavior has him at the center of a more far reaching scandal.
3: Oh, this is,
1: that's because yes Mississippi today this week published a batch of text messages from Favre and former Mississippi governor Phil Bryant that paint both as eager participants In a scheme, prosecutors say was aimed at bilking millions of federal dollars from a state program meant for poor children and families. The texts were revealed after a nonprofit manager who also was accused of skimming from the fund, Nancy New, filed the messages as evidence in a state civil suit involving her Favre bryant and a host of other well-connected mississippi conservatives who are alleged to have received tens of millions of dollars in handouts with the help of the state welfare agency's then director john davis new and her son have pleaded guilty to misusing public funds in exchange for their testimony davis has pleaded not guilty in the case and is awaiting trial uh, The text messages show that Favre sought at least five million from the welfare bill program, too, to do what you may ask. Yes. To build a volleyball stadium at the University of Southern Mississippi, where his daughter played the sport. Aha. Uh-huh. Favre received most of the credit for raising the money. Mississippi Today reported. In one text exchange, Favre specifically asks New whether payments to him could be kept secret. If you were to pay me, is there any way the media can find out where it came from and how much? I can't imagine. Favre going asked. Sorry, keep going. That's particularly damning given that Favrey had claimed he didn't know the money he received had come from a fund meant for poor kids. New tells him incorrectly, wow. no, they will not find out. And after she told Fabry and then Governor Bryant had signed off on the deal, he replied, awesome, I needed to hear that for sure. Favre and Bryant have not been charged with a crime, although Favre has been questioned by the FBI. Favre has said he believes he did nothing wrong, and his lawyer told NBC News that there is nothing remarkable about the newly released texts. In a statement, Bryant attorney Billy Quinn said the former governor had agreed to produce the texts and said cases should be tried in court, not the press. The newly released messages, however, seem to suggest a consciousness of guilt on Favrey's part, and they may add to Brian's potential criminal exposure as well, depending on what other facts come out. The former governor has denied that he was intimately involved in shunting the welfare money to his friends, but one message Favre allegedly received from news suggested that there was a plan introduced to name the volleyball facility after Brian, potentially as a political favor, the revelations wow. this week indicate the story around the alleged corruption is far from over, and Brett Favre's descent in the public, in the eyes of the public, seems all but certain wow. to continue. Wow. Well, oh wow! You had not heard. It. See, I, 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 I only. So this happened right when everyone's like fucking scandalized that Jackson, Mississippi is without water, and right. then this happens. It was like, oh dude, like wow, wow, wow. This is this is to- wow.
3: I um, the world of celebrity is always open to stuff like this happening. And uh, I think a lot of times stuff like this does happen to celebrities that goes overlooked just because, I don't know, it never hits the papers maybe or something like that. But this one, that's that's something else. I um, uh, Brett Favre, um, they pronounced your name wrong and there's something about Mary
1: okay so guess what has happened no they have not arrested him but a civil lawsuit filed by the state this is um I'm looking at Yahoo news dated Sunday September 18th 2 days ago so there's a much more recent headline okay. he is named in a lawsuit seeking A few million in funds after an alleged $77 million welfare scandal. It is the largest public fraud in Mississippi's history. I'm going to
3: write that one down. Welfare fraud history. (laughs) See where he fits in.
1: Wow. The volleyball stadium itself was 7 million dollars but like the whole scheme itself was 77 million dollars. It I I guess like it's the governor who was involved in the largest of the schemes. He was just like, "Hey, I got 77 million dollars meant for poor people. How about I give it to all my dipshit friends instead?" So uh, you know, I hope I I hope some really horrible thing happens to him.
3: Oh, uh, I'm sure the volleyball court would get named after him. I'm sure that'll happen.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> no, I, I I um. Now that we've covered enough sports content on this show, I feel like uh, we we technically can call ourselves a sports show. We've talked about the rules of baseball mm-hmm. last mm-hmm. week, and now we're talking about uh, Brett Farr's legal status regarding mm-hmm. <laughs> severe fraud. Unexpected. Mm-hmm. I love this. And uh, you tell me, uh, I was talking to you a little bit earlier about this, um, this uh, this lady and her dog. Do you think that, um, do you think I could close this out by reading about this lady and her dog?
2: Yes. Okay,
3: Kathy. And you just pop in here anytime you have something to say about this lady and her dog. Um, this is an anonymous post, mm-hmm. uh, originally from Reddit, I believe, about someone's experiences mm-hmm. working at uh, a hotel and this is an email that they received uh, which is completely redacted from an employee that felt like they're uh, uh, being informed they couldn't bring a dog to work anymore. This was their uh, response. Dear redacted staff, this letter is in response to the comment above, which was posted in the communication log on September 8th, 2022. If you have any comments. Please feel free to post them at the bottom of this letter.
1: A bit of background about. Oh my, my God! T- I'm gonna. I'm. I'm going. I like how even the dogs. To reply sure. all. <laughs> to the com- communication <laughs> log, at my employer's. Whatever the fuck is happening. I'm going b-
3: reply all. And the best part about this is that I'm looking at um, two images. This had to be screenshot into two separate images because it's a block of text, but it's, it's worth reading because you'll 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 see why so, I'll, Oof, so I'll, good I'll begin here a bit of background about let's name the dog what is the dog's name um
1: Um. yeah because because they redact uh the canine companion's name
3: is it okay if i call the dog dansby can we call the dog uh, wh- wh-
1: what was the name of uh louis thoreau's dance
3: oh uh jiggle jiggle
1: okay uh, just Jiggle, just one Jiggle, jiggle. Okay, just the jiggle. name
3: of the dog. A bit of background about Jiggle, my canine companion. She is one year old. Yeah, let's name her something because she, she's, a, she's an, a, 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 she has poor behavior. <laughs> she is one year old and has been, well, she's one year old, and has been with this hotel with me since she was eight weeks old. So we have this lady living and working at a hotel with her dog for about a year now. Together, she and I are the night auditors. It's
1: worked together. out together. Together. Together, we signed the contract. She's employed the dog. Together.
3: It's worked out well because she stays awake with me during the shift and we both sleep during the day. She likes all of the front desk staff and gets excited when it is time to come to work so she can greet them and begin her shift. So far, she likes Redacted and Redacted the best. Possibly because they have made her feel welcome and they're kind to her. Okay, so the dog likes. Her
1: I like that like. she's already like sewing, like <laughs> discord among like the staff by like so far. Like they A like these two on my the song. best because they're the nicest. <laughs> So, watch, they're gonna agree with me. Many of is them. basically what that this, this lady is kind of setting up, which is really passive aggressive because she has no idea how they actually feel about her, right? Uh, writing, writing 3,000 words is another great way to be passive aggressive. Many of
3: the guests also like her, and she has received many, in quotes, positive complaints from them. Compliments, single quotes, me. though, single quotes, single quotes. which means uh. She knows that maybe she's pushing it by saying many. She maybe not. She has gone through various stages of development and many, uh, of growth and growth, stages of development and growth. And presently, she is at the stage of finding her voice and honing her socialization skills in a public setting. Remember, this I just want to just let you
1: know, Brian, that like because this is a lot of words. If you feel like you want me to jump in at any point, like you just let me know. Okay,
3: okay I'll let you. I'll tell you. I'll let you know. I have a, I have a spot here. I was actually kind of thinking. Uh, (laughs) She and I eat a plant based diet to teach her non violence and harmlessness. Her food is scientifically fortified. Which I have to purchase online from a specialty company in order for her to take in all of the necessary nutrients to keep her strong and healthy in body.
1: What kind of dog do you think she is? What do you? What kind of dog do you think Jiggly is? I see. I see.
3: Jiggly. Was that? Was
1: that established in my head? No. We. we, we, She never says they. They never mention what kind, right? So it's left to us. I
3: imagine it's the
1: picture. The kind of dog... A little
3: white dog is how I imagine. A little. You may
1: even picture Toto.
3: Yeah. Sorry.
1: Go on. No, I,
3: I'm seeing... Uh, actually One of my favorite
1: films. Sorry. I had to like... Let
3: me see if I... In order to take on this... Research. Oh, uh, yeah. In healthy <laughs> and mo- body, mind, and spirit. It's important for your dog to be... I agree. Body, mind, and spirit. I take her training seriously, and the ultimate goal is for her to be peaceful, calm, socialized, and comfortable with all. Kathy, pick it up from there.
1: So far. She sees the hotel as her house also in single quotes. And is presently working on understanding that it is okay that other people besides staff members may come and go through the front door. She barks to announce the arrival of people she doesn't know. And therefore I keep her gated. I love behind the desk when guests are circulating about I can still see the dog she, barking at right
3: in the lobby through the gate.
1: I so I am actually picturing the kind of dog mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. is like large enough to make people feel really uncomfortable, right? Like I feel like if it's like one of these stupid little teacup animals,
2: mm-hmm.
1: the mm-hmm. fact that like it ran, well, uh, yeah,
2: we get to. <laughs> sorry,
1: that. I'm, I'm getting so ahead maybe it's of a myself. Little lar- larger, but. yeah. Okay. Ooh, okay. Let me continue because mm-hmm. I'm already like like I'm spoiling myself. Yeah. Oh no, this one's a really intense story, and and you just let me know when you need to come back in because okay. this one's intense. Okay. Okay. And therefore, I keep her gated behind the desks. The desk when guests are circulating about. She does not bark behind the desk. In. I feel she will relax more and more. Mm-hmm. When everyone has gone to sleep and it is quiet in the hotel, I allow her to play with her toys in the lobby area, and she likes to follow me into the laundry room, etc. while I go about my cleaning duties.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Her socialization training is something we diligently work on, and there is still room for improvement in this area. Well, yeah. I really appreciate this, Debbie, like taking ownership that there is still work to be done. I thank you for bringing that to the table. However, the other night yeah.
2: Hmm.
1: Yeah, the other night redacted <laughs> informed me that two guests approached her on September 8th and yelled at her about Jiffy. Jiffy?
3: Jiggle? Jig- jiggly.
1: Jiggle. Jiggle. <laughs> Jiggle. Jiffy. Okay. Jiggle. Jiggle. Mm-hmm apparently the guest stated that jiggle barked at them mm-hmm. it is possible that jiggle barked at them as stated however i can't recall who this is or verify this because neither of these people approached me about this issue or came to the desk to speak Kathy, with me directly they're not
3: addressing your dog issues with you and so therefore thereby it's not your problem you see that's what i'm trying to tell you as your lawyer in this situation <laughs>
1: I apologize. I apologize again yes. coworker for this as I know it doesn't feel good to be on the receiving end of a complaint or when someone unloads on us which you know in a place where yeah, people are Yeah, because it's like a complaint what what actually happened here is an unloading not a complaint they unloaded on you yeah
3: they unloaded they came in with all their luggage and they said hell, I'm here to you're stupid your stupid ass night. fucking dog. This night auditor, I'm here to ruin your life, and this dog is driving me crazy at two a.m. I'm just trying to check in after my 14-hour drive. Um, it was also, okay. Uh, it was also okay. Brought, no, no, go ahead. It was also brought to my attention from a different staff member that the man named redacted, who stayed with us on August 31st, folio redacted. So they've attached his entire like invoice. Basically, complained at the front desk that redacted barked at him and chased him down the hall. This I can verify to be true. It was quote after hours, quiet in the hotel, and she was following me around while I cleaned. Mister, uh, while I cleaned, Mister redacted unexpectedly walked down the hall, and it startled her. But she also chased after him as he walked away and expressed her disapproval of him. I redirected her immediately and apologized on her behalf. A bit later, the lobby and hotel were quiet again. No one was around, and so I allowed her to play with her toys in the lobby area, as stated before. It goes without saying that the lobby is a public area, and the guests should always feel (laughs) comfortable. It's like, and then immediately, like, knocking that out. And the guests should always feel comfortable coming and going as they like, but Mr. Redacted... but, 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 Mr. Redacted, yes, Kathy. No,
1: continue. Was making his I just his wanted to emphasize her butt right there. Deliberately, but,
3: to rouse, uh, <laughs> to, to rouse do, uh, Jiggle and walked to the lobby several times in the wee hours of the morning to smoke cigarettes in the front of the building. And as I can say, a cigarette smoker who has had trouble sleeping, I had, or was a cigarette smoker who had trouble sleeping, I was that person before in a hotel. Mm-hmm. Most definitely. But I wasn't uh, bothering anyone's dog. Actually, I never saw a dog late at night. So it, I was because so why hotel. would they be there? I was in a hotel. Right, so why would they why be would there? why would there be a dog? Anyway, Kathy, would you like to pick up from there? Uh,
2: I
1: finally realized yeah. that he was doing this purposefully mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to harass her. To harass her. He's smoking to harass her. You heard me. To harass her. And I put her in the other room with the door shut, which it sounds like she could fucking do all the time then. His response was to drop an F-bomb at her. On the following morning, he reported the incident to the front desk and was rewarded a free night stay on the hotel Uh, due to his complaint. Adding here that Mr. Redacted was charged a redacted cleaning fee due to housekeeper finding towels and sheets soiled with feces and everything had to be thrown away yep. he is a troubled man and while we can hold compassion for him i don't recommend that he is allowed back at the hotel with an asterisk i don't know if we ever i don't know if we ever the
3: asterisk no. I mean,
1: feel like it might be like an error in formatting. I noticed that there is a slash that might have indicated italics and bolding, maybe. Maybe she tried to bold that in the Reddit parlance. I don't mm, know what mm, Reddit mm. formatting might be, right? Right. Sorry, doing it on Mobile. <laughs> right? Isn't this <laughs> Sorry, I'm on Mobile. <laughs>
3: Yeah, I was just trying I to hope, do. I have
1: bots. I, I'm on mobile. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sorry. Please. No, please. I'm really having a day today. Let no, me I'm tell liking you. this. This is great. This is more characters
3: <laughs> and voices. I mean, the most voice I ever do is my, like, when I'm reading a <laughs> yeah, newspaper.
1: No,
3: I, know. <laughs> <laughs> I did the newspaper writing man. The voice that a newspaper man has in his head when he's writing, that's the voice I use when I read a story. <laughs>
1: Does it sound like, see, to me, that sounds like the old-timey, like, newsreel, like, <laughs> Dateline! No. Yeah. Uh, next time I <laughs> read it's a story, I'll do the shit. voice
3: next time we read a story, for sure. <laughs>
1: okay.
3: I'll do it as good as I can.
1: Um, I stated above, mm-hmm. there is room for improvement with Jiffy. Jiffy? Jiggly. Jiggly. Jiggle. The dog. The dog's socialization <laughs> I keep skills. keep forgetting the name of the fucking meme. As stated above, there's room for improvement. So
3: if we're we're rating on a scale from, let's say, 1 to 10, this dog has the social skills of, say, a 7.
1: Yeah. It's room for
3: improvement, but doing good. Just Despite all of this. Um,
0: To
1: which she mm -hmm. and I, Mm -hmm. she, the dog, Mm -hmm. and I, the owner, she... Mm -hmm. Dog and I-Owner are Mm. dedicated towards making her a success. It is important that she behaves properly and like a nice young lady while she is here. She is a loving, funny, and loyal little being. And it is a blessing that she is here on planet Earth. Mm -hmm. She has helped me to tolerate the grave shift hours, too. Mm. With her excellent company and companionship, she provides.
2: Yeah,
1: I'm going, I'm now going... (laughs) Brian, before I finish this, I'm going to pass it to you after okay. the sentence, okay? okay. Yeah.
2: Yep. It's an,
1: I'm now going to explain something that mm-hmm. may seem strange, mm-hmm. but it is necessary to add mm-hmm. this because it is mm-hmm. the truth, and it relates to what happened with the complaints against Jiggle. Okay. Did I get the I'm name the, right, finally? I, you
3: did, and I am the other part of her ego now. I am the other part... So now I'm writing from her other voice. I'm the devil voice. I'm, like, I'm going to get the, another
1: LaCroix while please. you're...
3: The angel voice just went, and now the devil voice is reading is writing this. <laughs> <laughs> some of you are already aware, but that second job is in lightworking. I am a light worker for planetary ascension. ascensionglossary.com slash index.php slash ascension. Recently, I completed some work to shine light upon the reptilian negative alien races https forward slash com forward slash index.php slash NAA, who are present on this earth plane and who are behind child trafficking, which according to Another the essential link. Glossary, no really. Yeah, SRA, the, the reptilians have demonstrated vicious predatory behaviors and they are very dangerous, quotes, towards End humans quotes. and animals. This information about their presence has been kept from mainstream society and the controlled media spin offs. Has tr- half-truths and lies about what is truly happening on planet Earth. However, things are heating up planet-wide, and a full disclosure event, uh, ascension glossary, link, link uh, full disclosure event is all with
1: underscores. Amazing. These links are know.
3: <laughs> like, it's just the word. There's other more complicated ones, but that one's just the word. Will be taking place in the near future. Other things, I'll let you pick up after this one, other things that these invading reptilian races are involved with include human abduction, forced breeding programs, forced experimentation, and hybridization of the human DNA, satanic ritual abuse, adrenochrome harvesting, oh, she's a cute lady, pedophilia, the COVID pandemic, chemtrails, the nine eleven. 11 Plandemic,
1: I'm sorry, Brian, oh, you gotta back excuse up, me. I'm sorry, you, you alighted right over that, plan- I mean, we
3: need to bring- we, she's a pandemic lady, too. Chemtrail, mm-hmm. the 9-11 terrorist tragedy. So this lady is going really all across the board. She believes in every single one of them, which is kind of fun. And untouchable other crimes against humanity. Uncountable other crimes against humanity. Now, uh, Kathy, what, what does it I feel like
1: here? the rept... Well, I, I, I mean, so I just, want, just to want to wanna- pause right here and say that the reptilians are really like the... Uh, grand uniform theory, right? They're really yes. the like they're they're like the strings holding mm-hmm. all of this together in this quantum yeah. oh, this Q quantum like 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 system of, of the universe right the, the, this is the yeah. strength this two, is the thing two, that, two unifies two that all. There, So none right. of these are inconsistent bigfoot
3: somehow um, fits in there too and uh uh world war 2 anti-grav nazi machines yeah no
1: also the fit reptilians fit really res- yeah. like they really resolve everything from like roswell to the caves to it the really pyramid, makes it to... all make sense yeah right really so <laughs> i mean when you put it that way Right. <laughs> let's can let let's yeah. let's let's see what else she says here. Exactly, because there there's still. Let me see one, two, three, four, five, six, seven paragraphs. But I would say actually three real paragraphs. <laughs> she just has weird breaks. Sometimes
3: okay. sentences become a paragraph. Yes,
1: I have studied these negative alien races since 2015. Ooh, okay, a long time, seven years. And I'm acutely familiar with their (laughs) retaliatory attacks against those of us who stand up for the light as she is a light worker. Mm, That's true. She works by profession and shine light upon their darkness. The recent complaint against Jiggle was a deliberate and planned attack against me. The reptilians targeted Jiggle Jiggle and used the situation to get back at me. To retaliate because of my recent work and calling out their uh does that say sex trafficking crimes? I'm sorry, child, my, my Twitter, child
3: trafficking crimes.
1: Child trafficking, thank you. It's just yeah. my little Twitter arrow is covering it up. <laughs> to
2: Yeah. To the...
1: My recent work in calling out their child trafficking crimes to the Texas C A S A. My contact to the Texas CASA was on the same day, August 31st, that Mr. Redacted made his appearance, uh-huh. and the other two came, complaints came afterwards for three in a row.
3: She put that in quotes so that you know that she's really on something. You see.
1: Noting also that the reptilians are reading this post... As they are able to track, spy, and interfere via advanced technology Obviously. through television, computers, cell phones, and other devices. Yeah, they're, they're,
3: the reptilians are listening to this podcast right now. I hope they're, uh, you know... if we. I ever, hope they're enjoying
1: a... it. I hope they're enjoying our voices yeah. of her. I hope
3: if we ever create a Patreon um, that they contribute heavily. For our uh, contribution, to therefore,
1: our yes, I'm letting them know that God is my witness, is my not not God. I want to be clear, not God as my witness, God is my witness, and no, I will assist in standing up for those who have no voice, such as those who suffer with child trafficking, SRA, uh, etc.
3: I, I do suffer from SRA, even though I don't know what it is. To recap, I, I'm
1: scared to click these links. <laughs>
3: <laughs> to recap, especially the one about child. Traffic.
1: To recap, please, Brian, take it <laughs> to away. To recap,
3: under normal circumstances, and normal circumstances at a hotel which allows dogs. If a dog barks at someone, normally the person would shrug it off as long as it doesn't continue, which it didn't. I redirect, redacted, each jiggle, jiggle. each time and lovingly encourage her to be peaceful and calm. She has also never nipped at anyone. Her barking is instinctive, and with time, it will ease up, and I feel confident that she will be more at ease as she gets through this growth stage. Although, Redacted, is absolutely heartbroken that I have left her at home. I am keeping her at home for a few weeks to more, work more intensely on her training and plan on using a vibrating bark collar to better get her A what? <laughs> I'm going to put a vibrating bark collar on Jiggle to get her attention better. I've never even heard of that. Her time away from the hotel will allow the tension from the dark forces to settle too.
1: Okay, so then Kathy, that means that she doesn't live at the hotel, <laughs> right? That means she has her own place. She, has, she got her own apartment. Dog to work. She got her own yeah. apartment.
3: On she lives at the hotel, and she got the she used the money she apparently has been saving from living at the hotel to get her dog her own apartment, and. Um, and the last two sentences are for you,
2: Kathy.
1: When I feel she has improved with her barking and listening skills, mm-hmm. I plan on bringing her back to work with me. Good to have listening skills. Thanks for listening and for keeping an open mind and an open heart, Kathy. I mean, <laughs> redacted. <laughs>
3: That's the title of the podcast. Dear Redact um i think that's the podcast everyone i think that's it unless Kathy, oh, we're doing great is there anything we're else doing great. um anything else you want to talk to talk about after we've uh impersonated a lady emailing her coworkers about <laughs> a dog who probably shouldn't have been there in the first place oh i,
1: I just i i just uh i just want to say that like I, I I feel like there are definitely a lot of people who abuse the whole um, like support animal thing, like like a emotional support creature.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and I feel like that's really unfortunate because like, emotional support creatures are like well-trained and they like go through school and they, yeah. they, they got like actual jobs and shit, you know, they like help people prevent seizures and like do things. And then I feel like someone is just like just bringing on, sorry, something fell. Okay. <laughs> I just mean, like, I really want folks to, uh, you know, keep their little creatures in check. Like they should be in, they should be on a leash frankly
3: i think creatures should be out of hotels uh, when you work there i you know if you, let's say you 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 run the front desk at a lovely b&b uh maybe that dog can be there i don't know maybe that's what's going on there it's a little strange but you could do that if you wanted to the, what i'm getting from this is that this is like a haldian express or something like that's yeah, right? that's what i'm getting like this is... i'm not getting this as like a boutique hotel i'm getting that this is any old hotel inside the interstate um... i'm
1: gonna say this like i don't care whether it's a boutique hotel or a uh like a holiday inn or a whatever mm-hmm. like um there are also some folks who have just been like like again that, that that's not a support creature right like yes. if it's just like running around and doing things like I feel like she's, like, trying to frame it as, like, it helps me when I'm doing my cleaning. It's like, no, it's not. Yeah. Um. Like, it'd be one thing if you were, like, oh, like, hey, I work the night shift by myself. And actually having the dog is good for security purposes, even, would be a much better argument than, like, whatever the fuck that is. You know?
3: I would say... Uh, yeah and what is that exactly that's the question i'm not even sure exactly what that is is that an excuse is it an explanation is it a cry for help all the above
1: i mean maybe maybe it's just like maybe it's just the opportunity like, to proselytize like, about maybe like, like the dog is a conversation starter for talking about the reptilians So, like, they can be like, oh, like, my dog didn't bark at you. You're not one of them.
3: And as far as she's concerned, everyone's very excited to talk to her about the reptilians. So. I
1: mean, I mean, it is her side hustle. It is her side hustle. Actually, she's a light worker. So. I I wonder. I'm going to type in light worker. Mm -hmm. Santa Fe.
3: There's definitely someone out there.
1: No, that that one's about UV lights.
3: I know where to go in Santa Fe to get some.
1: Lightworkers.org. Wait, not, there's lightworkers.org.
3: Lightworkers.
1: Is it like... Do, like, lightworkers, like, believe in, like, a wild array of things like could they like oh, be like also
3: one thing are they
1: yeah. yeah like is she like part of like a specific cult who believes all that or is it like light workers are like we align your chakras yeah some of us are anti-vaxxers and so are
3: they more indigo children or are they more like burners who are down with like alternative spiritual stuff yeah
1: What is a light worker? What do they do? Are you a light worker?
2: Oh, there's a lot of light
1: workers are high vibrational spirits that drive themselves and others around them forward. They serve humanity as a whole and as individuals. And if you're reading this, you might well be one. Light workers are complicated, misunderstood, and incredibly rare. That's, wait but wait i, I might, might be, be one, one because i'm reading this wait are all of our listeners possibly one because they're is, listening is this, to this is this a light worker program Whoa. See? maybe we're all just high vibrational spirits that drive ourselves and others around us forward <laughs>
3: currently searching apple music for a uh a song that could uh, be connected to this
1: I need oh my god Age of
3: Aquarius. Will that work for one of that can work for the other? I outro. love that song. Okay, what about what about our intro? I like Age of Aquarius for sure for the
1: outro. No, well we need a song about September.
3: Yes, that's right. Do you want to do the Green Day song? Well I like, sent you I sent, you,
1: I sent you six I sent you a list of sixty songs, so like you could totally pick one. Okay. I feel like you should just vibe towards not, one. Let your light pick okay. one. I don't <laughs> know? Let my light pick one. I'm <laughs>